0: 5,
1: 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to a live edition of SWAT Radio here on Monday, June 19th. My name is David Gray, and uh, with me today is my friend and SWAT brother, Craig Henderson. Craig, always glad to have you in studio.
1: Hey, glad to be here, David, and uh, what a big day to be able to get on the radio and, and talk about God's truth with all our brothers and sisters and what's going on in the world.
0: Absolutely, and uh, uh, as you know, if you listen regularly, we've uh, Doug is away this month. Um, Brad and I are... Uh, kind of doing a few live shows we did a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago and we've been off and uh, some replays have been on and uh, we're going to be on live here uh, today and uh, tomorrow and Wednesday before uh, replays at the end of the week and we'll go over what the replays will be later this week uh, before we end the program today and then uh, Doug will be back uh, sometime in early July uh, starting up uh, live programs again if you're New to SWAT Radio or haven't listened for a while, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth and is the radio arm, if you will, of the SWAT ministry, uh, led by Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. Doug does weekly Bible studies here in the Jacksonville area at multiple locations and has been doing those studies uh, where he exposits uh, God's Word, going, going through different books of the Bible. We just got done with almost a two-year study in Acts, and... Um, SWAT Radio has been an outgrowth over the last—been in play now for six years uh, uh, as an outgrowth of uh, SWAT Bible Studies. And uh, um, if you want information on SWAT Bible Study, we're on a summer uh, break, uh, although we will have our SWAT Training Day on August 5th. Uh, if you're interested in going to that, you can uh, email Doug at, uh, Doug at SWAT radio.com and Doug can send you information um, about— Uh, the uh, training day, which is always a great day. And then we will start up the SWAT uh, meetings again uh, in early September. I believe Uh, you can go to SWATRadio.com for information on the location of SWAT studies, as well as uh, to be able to listen live to our uh, program and to uh, hear podcasts of any past program. Thanks to our good friend who's out in Idaho, James Graham, who takes care of that website for us. So, Craig, lot going on, uh, and and we. I have to promise if Doug's listening that we're only going to stay on this for a couple minutes, but we have to mention, of course, the U.S. Open since we're both big golf fans.
1: Oh yeah, well, I I love the West Coast venues when I get to watch golf till what nine forty-five or so last night. It was uh, it yeah. was great.
0: It's nice to have it in prime <laughs> time, that's for sure, uh, and kind of a an interesting tournament. I know that. Uh, Uh, the experts were worried. you know, the U S open is supposed to be the toughest test in golf. And you and I both remember days or years when the U S open was one with scores of even par or one or two over par. And I think after that first day, when there were a couple of eight unders, uh, the experts were worried that uh, the winning score was going to be, you know, 20 under, but that did not turn out to be the case. Days two, three, and four were much tougher yeah it's
1: interesting as they i don't know if they did something specifically to the course or conditions just weather-wise changed from day one but boy it got a lot tougher to have a good score especially when you got to sunday
0: absolutely not because not only do you have those greens getting much faster and firmer uh but you have of course the pressure of trying to win a major championship and good for wyndham clark he uh great story ranked a few months ago 136th in the world he wins at quail hollow a month ago for his first tour win and then uh hangs in there yesterday despite some a couple of shaky holes but made some great shots when he needed to and uh such a such a mental challenge as yeah. well as a physical yeah. challenge and, you
1: know he lost his mother to breast cancer as yes. a teenager
0: <clears throat> yeah which yeah. is
1: a got to be a traumatic event and then in your life and and certainly shaped probably who he is but boy he, uh, he was, his, he had nerves of steel yesterday. Yeah,
0: he really did. And uh, I guess his caddy plays a big role in that. And, uh, um, you know, uh, I like the guys. It was a great leaderboard. Of course, Scotty Scheffler, we've talked about Scotty on, on this program. And I don't know if you've seen that full swing documentary that Netflix has, but Scheffler uh, is featured in a couple of those and uh, really... Really puts his faith where his mouth is, uh, and uh, if you haven't seen that and you're a golf fan, even if you're not a golf fan, I encourage you to watch it. Uh, and and Scotty Scheffler really uh, puts Jesus on display and puts his faith on display in that program. So
2: yeah,
1: he's really great in the way he he lives his life, and it, it just you know they're they're going behind the scenes, and you're seeing that you know what you may read about him as far as uh, being a Christian is is really real in all the things he does and yeah. how he lives his life and the Scripture and really basing everything on scripture.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, you can tell that when he plays the game, obviously he's wants to win, he wants to do well, but there's just something about his attitude and his demeanor where you can tell he knows it's not life and death. He knows it's not the most important thing. He He, he wants to do well, like I said, but he's got other things in his life that are, are more important. So as should be the case for yeah. all of us, right? Great, great example. So right. It
1: is. It's a good example and a good reminder for us right. as we look at those guys and think, wow, look at that, you know, and then all of a sudden realize, you know, and then there's he, for him, it's just, it's bigger than the game. Yeah. There's, God's doing more important things.
0: Yep. <clears throat> on a, on a lighter, on a light note, uh, and this was from the week before, uh, we haven't been on since this happened. The, the, the week before was the Canadian Open, and a guy named Nick Taylor made a 72-foot eagle putt on the fourth hole of a playoff to win it. First Canadian to win in in 50 plus years since 1954, and so I guess up you know, 70 years. And um, um, the incident that happened after I'm sure you you're you're smiling. I know oh, yeah. you know where I'm going <laughs> with this, but uh, a bunch of Canadian fellow Canadian players were watching. And waiting. And when he won it, they rushed onto the green to celebrate and they had changed out of their golf clothes, if you will, into more casual, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, civilian clothes. And Adam Hadwin was one of those players came running out with a big bottle of champagne to spray it on uh, on uh, Nick Taylor and was absolutely leveled by security i i assume you saw that did you see that clip i missed that i missed that oh, he, well gosh. he was he was rushing out he looked like a fan and um security eyeballed him and this big security guard came flying across the green right as adam Hadwin is about to get to his good friend yeah and absolutely crunched him just tackled him and Fortunately, he wasn't hurt, and they quickly realized who he was, and they let him continue. But And it's funny, but can you imagine if he was hurt badly? Or And anyway, his wife tweeted that she said, Adam, in true Canadian fashion, apologized to the security guard for the fact that he had to be tackled. <laughs> oh, I got a kick. And then finally, to wrap that up, I guess when he got to the U.S. Open, the USGA had placed a couple of hard hats in his locker, along with a yellow safety vest, and said that his safety was their top priority this weekend. So anyway,
1: way to make light of it. That's pretty good. Absolutely, pretty good.
0: I, I, you know, I like stories like that. So anyway, how have you been? You haven't been on for a while. Your family good? Everybody's good? We are. We're good. doing great. Yeah, good. we
1: uh, we took some vacation time in uh, in April and early part of May, and I think that kind of kept me away and um, my wife retired back at the end of December. So,
0: this is a her. trip
1: for us to be oh, able to. Oh, that's
0: right. You took your trip to England and Scotland? England and Scotland. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was fantastic. That's we had great. a chance to
1: worship in a couple uh, in like York Minster and stuff, which wow. was pretty powerful. Yeah. Pretty
0: powerful. Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, reformers, uh, strong reform believers and uh, historical yes. figures coming from that part of the world. So. Yeah. Um, I know, and I know, didn't, I, I think I want to say, you know, Presbyterianism has its it roots does. right in, in, in Scotland. In so, Scotland. Yeah. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure that was a great trip and that uh, Melanie loved that. I, we were <laughs> talking before the, before we came on, I just got back from a week in Massachusetts where I'm from as uh, many of you who have listened for a while know and can hear in my voice <laughs> Your one, accent, yeah. <laughs> once in a while. And when I get up there, my wife always says, I bring it home for a few days. I, <laughs> I have the act. I have the wicked awesome accent going, but um, had a great time. Went up to see uh, my brother um, specifically. Uh, my brother lost a son back in uh, in December, in December. Yeah. and um, funeral. They, it was a long story, but he drowned, and they didn't find him for a while. And uh, the service was in February, and um, my my nephew, my uh, my other nephews, uh, the one who died, his brother had bought tickets for my brother's birthday for a comedy show kevin james who played uh doug heffernan on king of queens uh, and has so funny been yeah. in some others and and uh asked me to come up if he got me a, got a third ticket and said could i surprise my brother so i came up and surprised him and he was totally surprised but i met them in downtown boston and you know i grew up in that area i went to school in boston so i i know the city pretty well but i'm not there anymore and it's changed a lot and well, I happened to be there last weekend, you know, in the middle of some serious Pride events. As we know, this is mm. uh, Pride Month, if you will. Brad mentioned last time we were on or, you know, we give a a day to our veterans and we give a month to, to this. I remember um, listening to that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, which doesn't seem right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was there and just... A lot going on there had been parades or something that day and and was just i think more than anything filled with with a sadness yeah for people um and and seeing families uh you know a a husband and wife with young kids in there with the kids with their pride paraphernalia on or waving the pride flags and just thinking you know we they're, they're just so far from the truth and yeah. that we've talked so much as we went through Acts about God is the source of truth in the universe, and as expressed in His Word, and um, these these celebrations and these uh, the the kids being exposed to it just just filled me with a level of, of sadness that uh, took me took me by surprise a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think we were talking right before we came on about out of Romans chapter one verses uh, starting with twenty eight. You know, and they did not see fit acknowledge god gave themselves up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done mm. uh, yeah and it's just it is it's it's painful because we're all going to stand in front of god at some yeah you know and um and just yep. what happens there is i mean we have a choice you know and to give ourselves fully to our jesus christ or to like let me celebrate myself
0: yeah and, and, you know, we've talked about this on the program before. Let, let's be clear. I am a sinner. And Absolutely. as Paul described himself, Paul described himself as the chief of sinners in Scripture, and I would put that label on myself as well. Christians, when we express God's truth and as ambassadors for Jesus, it is we are compelled to do that, right? Out mm-hmm. of uh, following Jesus, it's what he did, we're talking about discipleship, you know, some this week and uh we are to to follow our our lord, our teacher, and this is what Jesus did. He 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 talked about truth. And 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 the truth of scripture says that God says that certain things are sinful. And there's a lot of things in the Bible, we're not singling out this because there's lots of things the Bible says are are wrong and are against God's law. And I have broken <laughs> <laughs> a myriad of those and uh and so christians are often labeled for expressing the truth as being hateful or being unloving or being unkind when in fact what what our goal should be and i hope our goal is is to be loving and kind by expressing the truth and that is that god says we are sinful people who need a savior amen amen and uh so it, like i said it's it's We'll talk about it a little more when we come back from the break. We're going to take our first break of the afternoon on SWAT Radio. If you have any questions or comments uh, about anything that we're covering or talking about uh, today and over the next couple of days, give us a call at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio.
2: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3.
0: The SWAT radio everyone David gray and Craig Henderson glad to be with you uh, on this Monday June 19th we are live today and we'll be live for the next couple of days uh, before uh, we have some more replays uh, to end the month before Doug gets back and and right before the break we were talking a little bit about as we usually do in the first segment things that go are going on in our culture uh, and that um, talking about them uh, from a biblical worldview and how we can, react and respond to things that we see around us um, that are contrary, certainly, to to the Word of God and contrary to what we believe uh, as followers of Jesus. And I was just mentioning before the break that I was in the Boston area this past week and was there last weekend during um, uh, Pride weekend uh, and all the events that were going on and uh, just some of the things I saw and the sadness that I had, especially for do uh, the, the people involved and, and families with young kids and, and young kids learning this from a young age that this is being presented to them as truth when in fact it is it is the opposite of truth? And Craig, you were reading a little bit from from Romans chapter one, and that you were reading chapter verses 28 and 29, and that that passage goes on to talk about all the all the different sins if you will envy murder strife deceit maliciousness gossips slanderers haters of god insolent haughty boastful inventors of evil disobedient to parents and the list continues and then verse 32 says though they know god's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die they not only do them but they give approval to those who practice them and i think that was the thing that struck me as well in seeing all this It. You know, and and this is what I was getting at, talking about my own sinfulness and my own need for a savior and my own need for transformation. And and this is what the the kingdom gospel, the discipleship gospel that we're talking about this week uh, is about. It's it's about not only believing and 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 that Jesus says that that Jesus is who he said he is, that he's King, that he's the Son of God, that he's Messiah. But it's then being transformed in in, as we obey him or as we strive to obey him and follow him and and it's one thing to struggle with sin which we all do absolutely but but to agree with god that it's wrong and to know that that we have to repent that we've broken god's law and that we are in need of his forgiveness and that we he forgives us as we, as we repent and he he forgives us one time that's our justification and then there's of course ongoing forgiveness not not that we lose our salvation but forgiveness in the sense that we that we clear up our relationship with him in the lines of communication um much like a father and son would mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly like a father and son would in a in a human relationship but but in this case there's not a agreement with god and a recognition that what someone is doing is wrong and, and a need for repentance. There's an open defiance of God and a celebration of the sinfulness. It, I, that's it, a big difference. It's
1: such a fine line, too, for us because, you know, we're told to love our enemies, love those who hate you, Those you know that Jesus really challenges us with those things. And, and yet at the same time, we can't condone that absolutely and and like you said the sadness of realizing that they they have fallen into satan's great deception yeah. of you can be like god
0: mm. you did, know? did god really say that's right right, right, right. exactly
1: right. and right. that's it's 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 as old as yeah human beings
0: yeah it just seems like the speed with which this has um What's the right come, word? Exploded. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, I know become, that I know like Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. But the speed with which this has exploded in, in our culture, culture yeah. seemingly over the last five, six, seven years even yeah. um just uh I think is just kind of knocking people back a little bit.
1: Well it is. It's just, you know, you, you sort of and like you said, you we live in Jacksonville, you know, so we see a certain portion of our culture you were in boston where it's yeah. the some of the things are have are, have pro- progressed differently yeah you know and so it has been like whoa this is so much different than where i am now yeah and then you like then my mind's like is that foreshadowing for the future and i just you know it really does bring me to my knees yeah to, to pray to god
0: yeah and, and i and again i just hope that somehow people caught up in in any sin and and we're talking about this one because it's so prevalent in our culture and so in our face but but like I said earlier there's bible talks about a whole variety we just we just read a little bit of that list from Romans Ooh. it's a big list <laughs> and 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 you know we are Romans goes on to say we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and that the wages of sin is death and you and I are in the same boat without Jesus, as the worst offender, you know, or someone that we would consider the worst offender doing some of these things that we're talking about. And,
1: I look at that list, and I'm I'm guilty of more than half of them for sure. You know? Absolutely, it's like oh my gosh, absolutely, and and that
0: it's and me. that and that there's and that God, rather than you know the view of Christianity and the view of God that's so prevalent in culture and the view of Christians is that we're hateful and and intolerant. And, and bigots and and you name it and that's what we are, because we're simply stating this is what God says in His Word about these behaviors. Right. That's what we're saying. And with without an acknowledgement of that and a repentance and a and a belief, there is no other way. There there is no other way to escape, as you put it, in the break God's judgment.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know it's, it is one of those things where, like you said, we're all we're all guilty of many of the things that were just listed in that one scripture among many yep. and yet, and so we can't, we can't go judge somebody else cause we're just as guilty as they are. Um, but yet, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is discipleship and how, how do I live my life really trying to, or in, in, in lockstep with God, yeah. God's God's calling. Yep. Yep. Um, free and, and we
0: can certainly, and we can certainly, I agree with you about not judging others or judging hypocritically, but we can certainly judge issues and judge what the Bible says about them. And, um, you know, um, we know we know what God says, what Scripture says about, like I said, lots of different things. Uh, and the bottom line is, if you're a human being, <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> that's right. right? That you, is it. That's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's what exactly it boils right. down to. And, and you know, you, we're either going to, you mentioned standing before God earlier. We're going to yeah. stand before him with our sins on ourselves or our sins on Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're going to stand before him and we're going to be judged on our record or Jesus record. And I I always have this image of, of standing there. And I, I don't at all mean to make, this is not a me trying to be light or humorous, but standing there and just kind of (laughs) point pointing to Jesus. More importantly, hopefully him pointing to me, right. And saying he's with me. Yeah. Um, and think about the difference that makes all the mm-hmm. difference in the world that the only one who is worthy will say he's with me or she's right. with me that's right you know so anyway uh just want to keep encouraging you if you're listening out there today to be informed about what's going on um have a reason for the hope that's in you
1: amen that's like, key
0: like the bible says and and be able to respond as you said Craig so so well lovingly without you know I think one of the things I'm guilty of is just it's so easy to respond um, with a quick trigger Mm -hmm. it's so easy to respond getting agitated or angry and it's tough not to get angry about some of these issues but that's not going to convince anybody to, to respond that way, it's
1: not going to win and be Jesus. That's
0: exactly right. Yeah, but yeah. to, but to respond, um, compassionately and kindly and lovingly and, and, and have to have thought about these things beforehand so that if we are confronted with some of these things, we can respond, uh, in a kind and loving way, but, but without compromising the truth.
1: So. Yeah, that is so true. Um, you know, cause Jesus really does call us, you know, in our lives to, And, you know, we're going to talk about discipleship and what does that really look like? And that's the hard part is when, when our hearts are so broken for the people around us, um, you know, to want to, how do we love them and not say to them, you know, you're in a judging way that Mm -hmm. you're really, you're missing out on the greatest gift of all. Yeah.
0: And I think, I think for me, and I'm sure you would find the same to be true, the best place to start is, here's what—let me tell you, if you're interested, what God's done for me. Right. That's so true. Let me tell you about this how sinful I am and and what I've been like in my life and how God has not only forgiven me, but how he's changing me as I walk with him. And that's really, again, what we're going to get into after the break is back into this uh, kingdom gospel. And, and really, what is the gospel that Jesus preached and how have— different denominations, if you will, of churches kind of got away from that gospel Um, and, and the importance of knowing the gospel as Jesus taught it, the gospel that really calls for discipleship um, so that we can recognize when something's being preached that, that is either incomplete or false.
1: I think that's really such a great, great point you make, David, because people can disagree with my opinion um, how I think about things, but they can't say that my past experience is not true. Mm. Right? right. Right. And you know, my own failures and then how I resolve those, you know, those experiences They may not fundamentally agree with where I came on that, but it's, it's the truth because it's my experience and how I really lived through something. Mm. And that, that, that takes a lot of the judging out of yeah. our perspective to, yeah. or, or how we're received from yeah. others.
0: I, I think I think by talking about ourselves and talking about our own neediness and our own sinfulness and our own dependence on God is a good way to back people off a little bit and yeah. and, and I mean back them off in a good way because if we jump in with to your point, oh you better you better start right. that and you better do this you better do that and you 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 people get their hackles up they're done right yeah but if we can talk about the gospel from the perspective of let me let me tell you what God's done for me. I struggled. Right. Yeah. And and He'll do the same for you. This is what the scripture says. And it's not, of course, based on my experience. My experience reflects the truth of scripture because I, I my experience reflects God redeeming me and changing me. And He's the only one who can do that. I can't do it for myself. And but I think when we approach it that way, um, it it allows people maybe to relax a little bit and not think that whatever I'm saying is going to be pointedly and, and yeah. forcefully yeah. directed right okay. at them or, or calling them out. Yeah. Right? Calling them out. Right. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. So, well, we are coming up on our break at the bottom of the hour. We're going to break for the news again. Uh, if you want to give us a call uh, with a comment or a question, you can do that at 844-777-7928. It's David Gray and Craig Henderson. We're going to be back for a couple more segments and we're going to dive back into our topic of the kingdom gospel uh the gospel uh the way jesus taught the gospel and preached the gospel that with the focus on discipleship and we'll talk a little about that and again over the next couple of days when we come back after the break
2: According to worship leaders Shane and Shane, God's Word is an integral part of worshiping Him. Today on Making Your Life Count, listen as they share their thoughts. The Word of God is living and
0: active, and it does things in the heart. It satisfies the heart. It's the only thing in this world that
2: will satisfy us. And knowing and following God's Word is crucial. We want to arm ourselves with the Word of God. and. I think the Lord has given us
0: what we do vocationally, a, an opportunity to put these truths into melodies and into music in a way,
2: hopefully, that feeds the Spirit, because we want our hearts to be healthy. God's Word is an important part of praising Him. Do you want to learn more about reading God's Word and praising Him? Visit Cru.org to search and explore the many resources there. There's major
1: delays because of a crash on the West Beltway 295 southbound before Collins Road blocking the right lane. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on I-95 southbound at the ramp from
2: Emerson Street. And there's a broken down vehicle back on the West Beltway 295 southbound at Blending Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 73. Tuesday showers and thunderstorms, high 87. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in
1: the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black tie. Hold on
2: for the sudden star. breathing the familiar shock of confusion. And Welcome yeah, back to SWAT Radio,
0: everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. Very happy to be with you live today. We've been running some replays the last couple weeks, but we are live today and we will be live tomorrow and Wednesday uh this week here on SWAT as we kinda take a, a mini break. Doug's away this month and and Brad uh Brad is experiencing the joys of travel delay, as I said earlier. And uh, we're hoping Brad gets back tomorrow, but uh, that remains to be seen. So uh, glad you're with us as we come to you live here from Jacksonville. And we've been, Brad and I, a couple weeks ago, as we finished Acts, uh, as a kind of a short-term study over the summer, we've been looking at a book um, called The Discipleship Gospel, or another way to put it is The Kingdom Gospel, uh, by guys, a couple of guys named Bill Hull and Ben Sobles, S O B E L S. It's called the Discipleship Gospel, and uh, the idea is um, that uh, this is a go- uh, the the gospel that Jesus taught um, is a gospel that is is a gospel of that includes a heavy dose of discipleship, um, and the ar- ar- I almost said the authors the authors <laughs> are arguing. Easy for me to say. Uh, that today um, the gospel has been distorted in a lot of different ways uh, to exclude uh, the need for discipleship, and so uh, we started to talk about this a little a couple of weeks ago. But just by by way of review, um, that the, the the authors contend that the true gospel is Jesus' gospel, which he referred to as, as I mentioned, the gospel of the kingdom in Matthew 24. Uh, verse 14, Jesus says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Uh, and again, that the authors are, are stating that the gospel was very clear to the early church, uh, that the gospel involved following Jesus. But since then, the church has at times uh, drifted from preaching Jesus' gospel and has believed different Gospels, uh, which aren't really Gospels at all, as, as Paul talks about in Galatians, right, where he says if, if, if Paul himself or anyone else or even an angel from heaven preaches a Gospel different from the one that they originally heard from Paul, uh, let that person or angel in that case be, be accursed. Um, and so a, a common characteristic uh, of all of these incomplete or false Gospels that we're seeing today is that they've removed the necessity of discipleship um, or following Jesus. And, um, you know, the, this book looks at how Jesus defined the gospel, and we're going to get more into that as we go through it. Specifically, the gospel he preached had seven essential elements, um, and the authors contend that, that the key component of Christ's gospel missing today is this. Jesus doesn't call us to make a decision about the gospel but to be disciples because of his gospel, right? So that's one I had to think about a little, but I like that statement a lot. You know, so much today we hear about make a decision for the gospel, make a decision for Jesus. Well, no, the idea is believe, right? Because you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and then you'll make a decision to follow him because of his gospel.
1: Right, I think that's right. The the thing about be a disciple because of the gospel, it really is to follow his lead right. and, and, and you know, act like he, he acted. And and exactly. you know, there's a, in, in Jesus time, the, the, the practice was you had a rabbi who taught you. And of course we know that Jesus, that Jesus disciples called him rabbi and, and it was to be so close to the rabbi that you did everything they did. Yeah. I mean, everything they did. That's right. And, and I think that's right. I think in today it doesn't call it. We're, our churches call us to the things that we like to hear, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but not all the things that Jesus yeah. said to do. That's very and, well, and lived out.
0: Really well put. Uh, we talked last time about following a disciple or following a rabbi, being a disciple of a rabbi was like being his apprentice. Yes. And, um, you know, one of the things when you go to Israel with Doug. Um, and by the way, Thursday's replay this week will be an interview with some folks that went to Israel with Doug on his last trip. Awesome. So tune in for that. Uh, if you ever are curious about Doug's trip to Israel and you want to know more about it, Thursday's replay this week will be a, a great broadcast to hear. Um, but when you go to Israel, a lot of the, the teaching Doug does is kind of in that vein about following a rabbi and learning by watching him and yeah. learning by being with him as opposed to, I think, as, as Doug has put it, the kind of the Greek method of you learn through book learning and through academia, uh, that the, the Jewish tradition was you learn by being with the rabbi and following the rabbi.
1: You said something I think is really important there because you, you follow them so closely that you watch them and learn by what they do. Yeah. And I think that's where the call for us in our culture is such a challenge. Is because the, the I listen to that and I think, if somebody was watching me all the time, <laughs> yeah, what would what would they see? Yeah, would they be drawn to Christ? Mm. Would, would would what I do, how I say, my what I whatever I say, would that be something that would help them, right, see the gospel in life, right, and right. then want to be the same? Yeah, well, that's convicting. Yeah, that's a convicting yeah, thought. It yep.
0: And it also thinking about yesterday being Father's Day. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And certainly as fathers, our sons and our daughters imitate us, right? Uh, and, and, and part okay. of that imitation, hopefully, for believing fathers, that you see the importance of believing parents and that their kid, your kids are going to imitate you and oh. they're going to watch you closely. So. Yeah, and
1: that's very biblical. I mean, they, Absolutely. B- they talk about us, what yeah. we do with our children is not just for our children, it's for our grandchildren yep. and yeah. whether we live or not, our yeah. great grandchildren yeah. that would be it'll be passed down.
0: Yeah, and for the church, that's, that's God's central building block of passing on the faith is the family. Yeah, right. So, yeah. anyway, I thought this was interesting too. I, Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God more than anything else during his earthly ministry. If you think about it, all his parables, right? The kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like, right? But the essence of what he asked people to do when he announced the good news of the kingdom was to follow him uh, as a disciple, right? So he, he preached repentance of sin. He preached believing in him as the Messiah, as God's son, uh, and to follow him as rabbi. And, and nothing's really changed, right, for somebody today to be a, to be saved, right? It calls for belief in Jesus as Messiah, repentance of sin, and following him as teacher and Lord, right?
1: I, I think one of the key one of the key things in what you just said it says repentance of sin. Mm. It doesn't say be sin free because none of us are. And we were talking about that before the break, <laughs> right? You know, but it's it's what when I do those things and I, you know, that list we were reading, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yeah. envy, slander, strife. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just happen, you know, right. within the last week or two days, right. I can, you know, right. But it's realizing that and saying, oh God, yeah. forgive me.
0: And and that this will this will sound (laughs) this will sound strange, but repentance is part of obedience. Yeah, right. We're called to repent, so if we've sinned, part of being obedient is to repent. Sure. And you know we've taught, and I don't mean to get off on a on a as my dad would say a tangerine here, but um, again, I think it's important to remind listeners and to remind myself. When we say repent, if we are a believer, if we belong to God, if we are part of his family, we've been redeemed, we've been regenerated, we will never lose our salvation if we, if we belong to him. And so when we talk about repenting, there is repentance unto life where we are converted and regenerated and we believe and we say to God, yes, I'm a sinner, I, I need to be saved. At that moment, God justifies us, and it's all of God. God that's right. That's God does it. Grace. Yep, that's grace. It has nothing to do with us, except our response. But even our response is inspired by the Holy Spirit. We can't be drawn to God and 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 respond to Him without without uh, His grace. But what we're talking about as believers is the need for kind of a daily attitude of repentance and a daily yes. repentance. And I always think of when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and Peter didn't want Him to do it. And Jesus said, Good. if you don't let me wash your feet, you don't have any part in me. And that's Jesus right. said, well, then, uh, Peter said, well, then wash my head and my hands. And Jesus said, no, you're already clean. You just need your feet cleaned up once in a while, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, is what he yeah. said. Yeah. And, and that's a picture of, as we go through the Christian life, we are saved. We are forgiven. Our sins have been moved, removed as far as the East is from the West. But we still sin in experience. Yeah. And so... We mess up our relationship with God, our communication, not our relationship, our communication. We never stop being his sons or daughters and belonging to him, but we know we've messed up, and And the right attitude is to go to him, confess that sin, and and keep those lines of communication, our prayer life, our relationship with others, open and clean, and I think that's what Jesus meant when he said to Peter, you just need your feet cleaned up right. once in a while. right. So I I know I've mentioned that before in that illustration, but to me it's always helpful to be reminded of that, that we're not reclaiming our salvation every time we sin because we don't lose it if we belong to him, if we are truly his sons and daughters. But we we clean up that line of communication with him so that we can pray. And also we know the Bible says by confessing our sins to God and to one another, it's one of the ways he heals us.
1: Amen. That's exactly
0: right. Anyway, I'll get off my little soapbox, (laughs) my studio (laughs) soapbox. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio.
2: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Anastasia Island at 91.9. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage, night after night.
0: <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to SWAT Radio. David Gray and Craig Henderson, happy to be with you live today. Uh, as I mentioned, we will be here, either Craig and I or Doug or Brad and I or some combination thereof. We'll be here for the next couple of days, uh, and then we will go back to the best of SWAT Radio uh, on Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, we're going to have, like I said, an interview with some folks that went to Israel with Doug uh, on this past trip last November uh, so if you're interested especially in going to Israel with Doug and want to find out more about it you can uh, Thursday's uh, best of will be a great broadcast to listen to um, and then I do have uh, who Doug is uh, who our best of is going to be with on Friday and I'll get that before uh, uh, we go off the air live either tomorrow or, or Wednesday um, and also if you have a question or any want any information about the trip to Israel that Doug will Uh, This year's trip, again, will be right after Thanksgiving. I'll get those dates exactly, but it's usually for nine or ten days right after Thanksgiving. You can email Doug at Doug at SWATradio.com. And so, Craig, before the break, we were talking, uh, starting to do a a little bit of a recap of of the introduction to this book uh, known as the Discipleship Gospel, or as as, uh, I know Doug prefers the term Kingdom Gospel because Jesus, uh, as we just read about from Matthew, said, um, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout uh, the whole world, and we were talking about um, the need for for discipleship and following Jesus and what that looks like. Um, and again, being a disciple is following Christ and being people who actually do what He did. It's an essential part uh, of the good news um, that He He preached, and and one of the things that um, you know, you and I, Brad and I, talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that the book outlines. And you and I have been chatting about before the broadcast. Is there's a lot of gospels now that are getting away or excluding, uh, getting away from or excluding discipleship, and um, this idea of repentance of sin, belief in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Son of God, and spirit-filled obedience go together. You can't you can't separate them. Um, you can't separate those things. If you say you believe in Jesus yeah. and you're, and you're repenting of your sins, then your obedience shows and begins to prove that you actually believe what, what you say you believe. Mm-hmm. So
1: this goes back to that early just, um, uh, description of what a disciple is. And that is the, you know, the person that follows in life and actions, their rabbi. And, and so if, right. and so if in our case, you know, what, what are, what do Jesus actions teach us about our, how, how we should live, you know, the things that we should do, you know, the, the love your enemy, walk the extra mile, you know, somebody wants a, uh, the shirt, give them a coat as well. Yeah. You know, things like that that are so counter-cultural for, for who we are. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. And, and the, you're right. The church, a lot of churches,
0: it's hard to preach that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A- and all those things that you just mentioned about, about following Jesus and doing what he did, you know, brings us back to so many discussions that we've had about the importance of knowing the scriptures. Yes. How can we, how can we ourselves follow if we don't know what the scriptures say about what Jesus did and what truth is and how can we teach others? We can't. The answer is we can't. And it's, and it's why, knowing the scriptures is so important well
1: I think that's a great point I've heard people say you know times like I wish God would just speak to me well God actually <laughs> yeah. did speak and it and it's all written down in what uh his son did for you know for for years here on earth yep you know yep. and that's that's his that's the clearest direction that we can we're going to get from God
0: absolutely and 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 Hebrews talks about that right that in former times God spoke through prophets and And in these end times, he's spoken through his son. His son. Right. And it's, it's the parable Jesus told about the, the owner of the vineyard and and sends his servants to claim the vineyard or to claim the profits from the vineyard. And they, they, they kill the servants. And finally he says, I'll send my son. Surely they'll listen to him and they kill him too. So, Mm. um, and Jesus of course was talking about the Jewish leaders and talking about himself and. But anyway, uh, we, we, we mentioned so that when you start following Jesus, you begin to prove you believe what he says, right? As opposed to this idea of, you know, that we're saved by, if you believe the right religious facts, you're saved and following Jesus is optional, right? And that is what a lot of these incomplete or, or outright false gospels are, are saying.
1: Isn't that kind of the head knowledge? You know, I could, I could quote scripture all day long, but if my life didn't reflect... Yeah. the life of Jesus. Yep, I you know the, the I, right. it's useless.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, and you know the, the authors go on to say, uh, talking about obedience, um, following Jesus is an actual existential behavior that demonstrates the reality of our faith in Him. We mentioned that earlier, and just read right the book of James mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. to learn more about that. Right, faith without works is Be dead. dead. Yeah. Uh, right. Not that, you know, again, let's be clear. And James is not advocating a faith by works or, or a salvation by works, I should say. We're saved by God's grace through faith so that none of us can boast. It's, it's completely the work of God. But our, our faith, um, we're saved by faith alone. I think this is Martin Luther's quote, but not by a faith that is alone. Yeah, right. uh, our faith demonstrates what we believe.
1: I heard a very, very compelling sermon yesterday by a young man who um, talked about it, that. It, he ended up taking his family to with young children to Dominican Republic and and doing some mission work down there just as, to show as an example of you know people with nothing and and how they live that out. Mm. And, and and yet, um, what he what he's real really convicting. I know for me of is get out of my comfort zone. You know, it's easy to, to live in my life and go do the things that I like to do. And yet God's going to put in front of us opportunities, people that mm. need to see him through us. Right. And that's such a challenge.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And, 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 you know, there's that old adage, right? Uh, preach the gospel and use words if necessary. Well, I, I, I think there are times when, I, I understand some of the truth of that, that right. our actions are a big part of that, but we do have to open our mouths too. Oh yeah, and, Absolutely. And, and And, you know, there's something powerful about speaking the truth in a culture and in a situation where it might be looked upon as craziness and yeah. foolishness. And the Bible talks about that, that it's it's the gospel's foolishness to those that are perishing but it's the power of God to those that are being saved and 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 there's something in that where God changes us as much as he may change the person hearing the words yeah you know
1: that well I think it may be the case you, you know you talk about using your own story and my own failures and then how God used that to make me the man I am today mm. you know and I and how I was trans- transformed through those those, those times in my life when I really was a rascal, you know, and, and yet, and so for some people are going to look at that and think, well, that's really what what a dummy you were to, to do, to fall into that trap or whatever. And I, and surely I was, mm-hmm. but then how God used that to change right. me is, is part of.
0: Yeah. Part of your story. Absolutely. And part of the story you can tell other people that God's using. And I, I do think some of the things we go through, I know that some of the things I've been through, I can look at other people now and be, I hope, be much more understanding and uh, less judgmental, to use your point.. Yeah. Um, than I may have been had I not gone through some of the things that I went through and experienced grace from people and and grace from God, certainly. So let's uh, we've got a couple minutes here before we the end of the program today. So why don't we talk for a minute about some of these gospel distortions or or false gospels that are out there. Um, today that that exclude this element of discipleship uh, or or kingdom uh, the kingdom gospel that we've been talking about. And the first one is this idea of the forgiveness only uh, gospel. Um, I, I think this is a popular one in the Western world, certainly in our country, this idea that you believe, you repent, you say a prayer, and you're forgiven, but that's it. I'm done. right right. Following Jesus is optional. Uh, and so I think we, we see a lot of that. We certainly see a lot of that in the media and on TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I I say the, I say the prayer and therefore I'm good. You know, it's like fire insurance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) like, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And, uh, yeah, but,
1: but there's no actual life change and I'm not surrendering myself to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. To change me.
0: Right. It's a gospel that doesn't include discipleship as a normative part of what it means to be saved. There's no, and this is true, these statements are true of a lot of these false gospels. There's no serious connection to character transformation and no real expectation to actually follow Jesus. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. Um, the next one, uh, according to the the author here in this little uh, chart that he provides, is the, as he puts it, the, the left wing, if you will, uh, gospel. And this is, you know, the, the result, or the what it creates, is detached social action. This idea that if we help the needy, help the poor, we're good. Now, again, in and by themselves, those are great things. Jesus preached that, he taught that, and he did it. But that is not the gospel.
1: Oh, David, I, this is uh, this one's close to me because of my time at the City Rescue Mission, you know, and where they really provide gospel-centered care for homeless and needy people. And, you know, there's a lot of places, countries and places in America where they want to, they've they a housing first, like, like get them off the street, get them into an apartment and they'll right. be fine. Right. 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 Well, th- those have proven to be complete disasters. Yeah. If you don't, if the heart's not changed, yeah. you know, you can give them, you can give them a, a room in an apartment, yeah. but their life's going to be exactly the same. Yeah. The same yeah. problems they had before they had a, a place, to sh- a shelter is right. the same following. it. Right.
0: It's and if and if the if if discipleship, if you will, if, if preaching the, the real gospel isn't there, then even if you help someone with food or a room, what, what does it do for their eternity? No, what does it do exactly for their right. soul? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then of course one that we're all kind of familiar with, or many of us are, this idea of the prosperity gospel, which which <laughs> which uh, creates an, an entitlement attitude. And I was mentioning to you during the break, um, my wife and I watched a little of Joel Osteen yesterday and I could only take it for about three minutes, but, but watched it just to experience what he's saying and and say, okay, well, how would I disagree with that? Right. And in the few minutes we watched, it was all, it was, it might as well have been titled, I'm okay. You're okay. Or the the power of positive thinking, that's all it was. There was in the, in the time I watched, there was no mention of God, no mention of Jesus. So this idea that, I can
1: make myself like God. Yeah. I can make myself happy.
0: Yep. I can will it into existence myself if wow. I have mm. positive thinking if I reject negativeness and uh um, also this idea that that if you just believe hard enough God will take care and make you rich and of course we know God takes care of us but this this would say God will bless you bless you. Yeah. you know with money and cars and this and that and we'll we'll pick up on this tomorrow at another fast hour as it always is but uh glad you could be with us craig thanks for being here today hey you're welcome And you may be here tomorrow (laughs) if you could do it depending on what happens with brad's travels uh but we hope you'll tune in tomorrow by the way the israel dates are november 24th to december 5th hope you'll tune in tomorrow we'll be here live again on swat radio thanks for listening